1: All right. And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. With me, I have independent director Jason Pitts. And of course, I also have Olivia, independent actress Olivia, with me. Say hello to everyone, guys. Hi. And thank you, Brian. Hello. <laughs> you can go ahead and say hi. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't want to
2: interrupt anybody. Oh, hi! And I don't know what God's name is going to come out of my mouth. of asking questions, so I will do my best to keep it PG, John. Right. I'll try. Okay. I'll try. I to do work. appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, you know, I'll do my best. To Look keep at the it
0: film a- we're reviewing. Do you have to keep it PG? Like, not
1: really.
2: Uh, <laughs> no, not really. No, <laughs>
3: our film is R, or it yeah. would be R if it was yeah. rated.
1: That's that
2: true. Very I true. didn't think about that. True. Oh, that's a good point.
1: That is very <laughs> true. And I do appreciate you guys talking about Masquerade. That's right. This is going to be the interview that we've been waiting for since Crichton and I reviewed this film. We love this film. You know, guys, I want to know this, when, and this can be for Jason and for Alicia as well, uh, Olivia as well. My question is this, when it comes down to characterization of the character, How is it, is it, was it easy for you to snap into that character, into that place that you need to get into for that darkness of it? And how were you able to get yourself out of that place that you were in as well? Was that hard to snap in and snap out of it? (laughs) I want (laughs) to know.
0: Okay. So getting into it was a process. Um, I feel like by the time we were ready for filming, like on our shoot days, it, I would it, already reached that point to where I could easily tap in. Um, but that's from like vigorous research and reading over the script a million times. Um, obviously, is, Sylvia is a tough one and um, she's not a normal person to, to portray. So uh, I really had to like do research on on like medical diagnosis as well. So I diagnosed Mm. her. So I went, I'm a nurse. I'm a registered nurse. I haven't, uh, I I got my NCLEX in um, July, like got my license. And um, I, I really was interested in her mental health. And that's really what I focused on too. And then like did my character, characterizations or personalizations around what I felt like her mental state was and why. Um, So Jason and I created like, reasons as to why she could be the way that she is after really identifying what people are seeing from her. Um, so I definitely think she's a sociopath. Um, so I really, I was, I was going into the deep dark web and watching a lot of like people and, um, characteristics of them and what they did and what their family, um, noticed about them when growing up. And I did, uh, I did like I did. I watched a lot of interviews of people that were in mental health um, or mental hospitals that are like auditory and visually um, hallucinating with like schizophrenia and then just to see if and I actually worked in a mental hospital for one of my clinical rotations as an RN and I just kind of used that experience um I used the interviews that I saw just to see like if they really like would respond to a person that you're seeing because that was in the script uh so I did a lot of like medical data research on that end and then as far as (laughs) as far as like portraying it on camera came real it came real natural like I felt like I had that freedom because I knew who she was I knew her personality I knew why she was hiding I knew what she wanted to accomplish in every single interaction that she had in that film um and even if like I my objective was to not show it I knew exactly why she couldn't show it so every word that I like I even did this in my script like every sentence I broke down and it had different actions in that sentence and sometimes more than one one action. Um, so you guys are only like, she's smiling at Clint, you know, in the beginning, but inside she's feeling like 60 different things because she knows what's about to happen. And she knows what she has to show in order for it to happen successfully. So, uh, it was really just like delving in and making sure that I knew the scene, that I knew the objectives, that I knew her. Um, as far as checking out, that was hard. I literally, so the set was the set was far it was it was like three hours from my house and I remember one time specifically I rode the entire time in silence and I didn't even realize until I pulled in and I was just like I wasn't listening to the radio am I psycho <laughs> like that's weird that's a weird thing to do um but I just I realized like how in character I was I there were times like We would call cut or, you know, another scene would be starting and I just wasn't able to just like immediately switch over, especially for the torture scene that was so long, that was so emotional, that was so physically demanding and emotionally demanding and mentally demanding that once like cut happened like I was still her for a little bit and that and that's that's weird it's like I can't it it was like I couldn't interact with the people that were on set around me as as Olivia yet so it was it was a process it was a process of getting out of costume getting out of makeup and then eventually being like okay nice day on set bye uh so yeah it was it was a lot uh but it was amazing and I wanted I felt like that was that's a character that I want to continue to like play, but in different in different levels and <clears throat> avenues, and horror is my jam.
1: <laughs> horror is definitely a great genre to get into and everything, to be honest with you. And also, too, I can definitely tell, I didn't say this in the review or anything, but I could definitely tell that you were dialed into that character and everything, too, because of the way you were playing off of it. But also, too, I could tell you did your research. I could tell that you went in and knew the kind of kind of character that you need to play and you played it to the t you ended up playing this this woman that is internationally known but also not only internationally known but also looks like that she needs to be in a psych ward though (laughs) at the same time especially the way that you're smiling (laughs) not you the character i'm so sorry oh yeah but you know and i think that i love that though i love that balance that you bring to it you bring a life into that character of where Clint doesn't know what to expect. We don't know what to expect either. We're like a stranger visiting her just like Clint is. And Jason puts us in that spot and we're feeling fear for that character. We're not sure where this is going at all either, because we're expecting your character to be the victim. Then all of a sudden, the home invaders are actually the victims, and we're like, okay, we're conflicted. Should we feel bad, bad about the home invaders or feel bad about her? So that is something that I really like.
0: Yeah. When Jason and I talked about the character, I was like, I need someone like Baby, which, you know, whatever. And um, d- just someone who makes you love them, even though they're psycho. So that was my only goal is like, let's figure out how I can find this justification and, and give it to the audience in whatever way. And eventually you can't make excuses for it, but... I think that there were a lot of moments in there on so in so many different scenes where you saw her and you saw her desperation and that was something that I I had to like find within that script and within her and like and find those triggers so that you guys could see it a little bit as well as the audience so you could be like oh she just she I mean she, has she ever been seen you know so mm-hmm. I, I was just hoping to to fight the good fight for Sylvia mm-hmm.
1: You definitely did a great job. I think that Crichton has some questions for you, though, too, as well.
2: Well, yeah, actually, you know, um, me, I'm like Jason. I've been making movies <clears throat> for so long that, you know, the audience, you can really tell when there's not only chemistry with a good actor or actress that is doing their job, but it's everybody, the whole cast that just... It's like it's like you're watching a family almost mm-hmm. that's just full of artistic abilities, you know, <laughs> and it's like, yeah. oh, my gosh, it's like a bunch of orphan artistic people that are together <laughs> making this wonderful show. Uh, so was it like that for and this is going for Jason and Olivia. Was it like that on set making this particular film that y'all did.
0: Jason, you go first.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It was on um, and not just this one, but, but the 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 entire uh alone saga has been like that. Alone was like that. A masquerade was like that. And a lot of the same cast and crew were also on Voorhees and that was like mm-hmm. that as well. So um right. yeah I mean we've we've uh I'm really proud of of the family that we've built. Um and I think that when this is all said and done, I think that's probably going to be uh, the, the thing that is going to last forever, you know, is these connections, yeah. and these, um, uh, relationships that we've built and and these great movies that we that we made together. So, um, yeah, it, it was exactly like that. And yes. I'm, glad, I'm glad I'm glad that it is coming across on the screen. Mm-hmm. It definitely yeah.
1: it definitely was, to be honest with you. I could actually tell that mm-hmm. everybody feels comfortable in their own what? way uh, and everything, too. I feel like everybody knew what they needed to do, even behind the scenes. Everything just seemed to come together smoothly because mm-hmm. you can actually tell on screen. People can tell. You're not going to fool the audience. If they know that there's no chemistry, there's not going to be any chemistry. If there's drama on yeah. the set, you can tell that, that even though the actor or actress is bringing out their A-game and they're acting chops, you can tell that there's some tension there. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you try to do. It's still going to be there no matter what. Yeah. And my other thing is this, like, Jason, I ended up watching an interview that you did recently Mm-hmm. And you said that, and I think it was a loan where you said that you didn't really get the dark, you know, the darkness of the vehicle and stuff like that, where you can actually see everything. With this one, I feel like that you did a good job with getting the lighting perfect this this go around. I could actually see everything within the car and the situation in the car and that darkness of mm-hmm. them waiting for their friend to come back and do this home invasion. I actually felt the tension, the small uh, and everything where it just slowly builds. And then once once it's there, it's there, now you're locked in this house with Olivia, who's about uh-huh. to do some murdering. But, <laughs> you know, I, I just want to say the lighting for this movie was fantastic. You did a fantastic job yeah. that's That's David. all Charlie
3: Brady. Um, Charlie is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, he was uh, our director of photography for Masquerade and for Voorhees, and he's coming back for Lonely Echoes. Um, but I just tell that guy what i want and he makes it happen um
0: and uh, so we were talking about (laughs) chemistry like i felt so comfortable with charlie and like and what he wanted to do with the shots that it gave me so much more power in my character also and i feel like that's something that a lot of people don't get to experience because I, i do feel like with a director or a dp like it normally is a passive relationship before between like the lead and them because it's just i'm here to do a job you are too you know, blocking and and that's it. But, you know, Charlie was so creative on set and very much like he, it's like he recognized when I was just going to like start doing my thing. Cause a lot of, a lot of the torture scene was me just like walking around and doing stuff that was not scripted at all. I was like, there was a lot of movement. There was a lot of things that I had no idea that I was going to do, but he recognized it and he caught it all. And I feel like that's someone that's so talented, but also like a crew that's so connected because how were we able to Mm -hmm. capture capture things like that? And and a lot of it, a lot of the stuff that's in the final edit is actually like, like, it wasn't something that I rehearsed or planned on doing. So it, it was really <laughs> cool. And, and like, yeah, yeah, all the actors are so incredibly talented. We've all worked together before. They're like family. And, yeah, it was amazing. And I think you can see that, again, like you said, in, in a lot of the scenes. Especially yeah. the scene, like, I feel like CJ and I had a thing, like, where so much yeah. of our, like, just trusting each other came through. And he really, like, I I don't know. Like, there there was just moments in there that. You could never write down in a script mm-hmm. that happened and that you that you guys got to see. Um, I didn't get to enjoy it offset as much because again, Sylvia, I didn't just like check out, but on Voorhees with the same cast and crew, it was such an amazing experience and a life changing one for sure.
1: That's awesome. seriously because it's rare that you actually get to hear stuff like that and Mm -hmm. uh, you know crying has a good family and stuff like that when it comes down to his direction and it's good to know that Mm -hmm. jason has that family oriented uh feeling on the set as well and it's just refreshing to actually feel that way people don't realize this though lighting can actually help amplify the character and also give the cat and also too. Not only mm-hmm. that, but it also amplifies the character and makes them do things that they don't normally typically do in the script, and, a- and it's able to actually do some kind of improv as well, improvisa- mm-hmm. improvisation,
3: mm-hmm. which is something
1: that I really appreciate yeah. whenever actors and actresses do that.
3: Um, with Olivia, like, what makes her, in my opinion, and I've said this from the very first time I, I, I saw her work, um, what, what I, th- I think what makes her on another level is... is the the first thing is the amount of preparation she does like she just went into it a little bit um and and what you guys heard is just trust me just a little bit yeah um the amount of preparation she does is absolutely phenomenal and so when she when she comes on set she she knows who she's becoming she knows the character to the point where she does these little micro expressions without even realizing that she does it and um, it's 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 amazing, and you see it all through Masquerade. Um, I saw it the very first time that I filmed a scene with her, and um, I just I knew. It, and that's and that's that's the difference is the little things, you know. Thank um, you. You can, you can go through the motions yeah. and you can put on a great performance, but it's the little <laughs> the little micro uh, expressions here and there that just really bring the character to life. Mm-hmm. And she she's. One of the best I've ever. Thank seen. Thank you though,
1: so yeah. much. Yeah. Thank you. She's phenomenal, to be honest with you. Oh really. my gosh, and I'm not, I love I'm it. I knew get, I
0: wanted to do this interview. Yeah,
1: I'm glad. <laughs> right. I'm not trying to get you to have the big head or anything, but I'm just keeping it real. Too though. late. Too
3: late. <laughs> I'm just so, any actors out there watching, do like mm-hmm. do your research, practice in the yeah. mirror, get, get those little micro uh, expressions down,
1: mm-hmm. little little
3: twitches here and there, like a little half smile, just mm-hmm. anything. Get get the mm-hmm. get that stuff down to the point where you know your character and you just kind of do it um, involunt- without even knowing you do it. Right.
1: But um, I'm going to bounce it back over to Crichton and everything too, because I know he has some, I can tell when it was uh, my Sorry, yeah, I, sorry. I'm <laughs> like, dang,
3: this
2: is, I'm getting into this. I'm like, Wow. All right, all right. So I want to uh, know, this is just coming from a director's point of view, right? Mm-hmm. And this is going towards Jason and Olivia. So, When Sometimes when you're filming, it's what the, I guess, uh, what people would say, it's just kind of like film magic. You know that this is the point that needs to get across. But sometimes it it just, blah, blah, blah. You get the point across, but it's in your own different way. So did y'all have like any of that when shooting this film? Or was it kind of like, no, let's just stay to the script or... Well, just get the point across and let's see what happens.
3: So when, when I'm filming, I'm not married to the script. Um, in fact, there's times like there's a specific example I can think of right now on Voorhees, um, when a certain character said a line and I I called Cut and I asked the actor, I was like, Would your character say that line? Because I'm not feeling it. And he's all like, No, I don't I don't think so. And so I, I asked another character who I, I was like, What about your character? She's like, Yeah my character would definitely say that line. I was like, all right, you're saying that we're going to do it again. So yeah, I'm, Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I just like when you're in the moment, like that, that kind of stuff usually comes out in, in table reads and stuff, Mm -hmm. Uh, but sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it it doesn't come out until you're there on set. And I, I think you have to, um, you have to be able to be fluid and kind of flow with, with what's Mm -hmm. happening while still maintaining your vision and your story. And, um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I love collaborating and, and I, I'm yeah. not like um, a director that's like, it's gotta be this way. We're sticking right. And I, that just, uh, that's not for, fulfilling for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I, did that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. What about you?
0: Yeah, I, I definitely, I agree. I, I feel like that's like one of the, the <clears> best <throat> things about being on set with them for sure is just like, I know that I have that creative freedom and I am able to like be vulnerable and it and and explore within the character. And and then we and some some's just bad. But it doesn't turn out right. But then some is just like you could again, you couldn't have, have, have wrote have wrote something like that. So I, I really like that freedom that I get. Um I think it's important to still understand like what this character is needing and the objective and what you're you're fighting for um, and understand the writing of the script and why this was placed here so that you can accurately, you know, ad lib or improv or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also feel like he's good at recognizing who can and can't do that because I think that that's really yeah. important for directors as well to recognize how your actors work best some actors are not going to feel comfortable with that and once you push them outside of their comfort zone ma- they could shut down they could you know step out for a little bit not be as confident which will read yeah. um so I think it's important to like he knows kind of how to talk to to this person if someone's not getting their line but they probably don't feel comfortable with improving, I think it would just be hey let's go through this real quick and, and figure it out let's call, you know, script supervisor, go over lines, whatever. But if it's someone who knows that character, he trusts, you know, their improv, then he'll be like, okay, what what are you feeling? Let's roll.
1: That's great, right. though, because yeah. you know, I actually was helping Crichton with his script. I was the editor for his film, and everything and I was like you know what maybe we should do it uh say it this way he goes you know what that's not a bad idea mm-hmm. and then you know I know it's gonna get changed later on because the actor's like you know what I have an idea that this character won't say that and that's perfectly fine mm-hmm. because if they because that actor knows what the character needs and n- they know what yeah, it needs yeah. to bring and if yeah. they know that it's not they're not feeling it then also too the audience is not gonna feel it. Yeah. Yeah. and you need the audience to feel it it's just not about the actor either it's about the audience mm-hmm. and what they're going to bring into that character as well mm-hmm. to make the audience care about that character when they get axed off or when something <laughs> something else happens so yeah. to me i think uh, here's the thing i love characterization in characters because i feel like yeah. you need to have characterization without characterization it just falls off yeah. and everything too and that's one of the reasons why I didn't like a certain film was because the characterization was there. I was like, why am I watching this movie? Mm-hmm. I don't care about the characters. I don't care about the motivation. I don't care about anything. The plot is good, but from what's, and I always say this, I said, what's on paper might all, not always adapt to screen that well. Mm-hmm. So therefore you have to adapt it into the way it's uh, not only as, as it's written, but also too, as an actor reading the pa- off the pages of the script as well. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? It looks great on paper, but it doesn't fit what's going to happen on the screen. So we need to adjust it. And that's also a marker of a good director is bringing out the best out of their actors and actresses Mm -hmm. and everything. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be there for you and care about you and say, hey, look, this this is not working. Let's change it up. Like Jason said, let's see what we can do here to better you and also better the character at the same time. And I like that. I like that about Jason. I have full respect for Jason and what he does. And I like what you bring to the character as well. I'm interested to see more stuff uh, and everything too that you're going to be in. But uh, Jason, my question is this. The thing that I love about your films is I get to see everything Mm -hmm. in your films. It's not just a cookie cutter kind of camera angle. I'm Mm -hmm. able to see the whole entire layout or something. Mm -hmm. My favorite camera angle is when you see the killer coming out behind Clint and then you're able to get that shot. How are you able to get that front shot, but also at the same time, get that back shot of that, uh, the home invader coming in behind Clint like that, because I thought that was a really good, smart move Mm -hmm. whenever he's going into the garage to check on things. Then next thing you know it, he's a face to face with his friend.
3: Yeah. Um, so we, we, we wanted kind of a, uh, a moment there that kind of related with the, the moment in the beginning where you see the clown mask behind Olivia in the, in the Mm. window. And um, even though it's already established that, that these two people are are friends and you probably aren't going to worry too much about uh, this man in the clown mask behind Clint. um, We still kind of wanted to mirror that a little bit. And um, uh, it's just, it's just, keeping um in mind the 180 rule and so we just did our best to frame that shot and then and then once they both are in the garage go from there and then introduce uh lizzie and um uh and jaron as well uh, when they come in and and have their conversations and um we just we we shot that scene uh multiple times from multiple different angles and then um, then you hand it over to your editor. Um, in this case, um, it was, a uh, uh, awesome editor, Alex. Um, and he just was able to make, make the scene work the way we shot it. Awesome. Wow.
1: And you, here's another thing I like about this film is I get to look at this film over and over again and find something new. For example, the clown yeah. mask looking out inside the kitchen area. I didn't notice that until my third, or fourth time watching.
2: Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> that's yeah. That's So I didn't catch that.
1: But my other favorite thing is, I mentioned this in the non-spoiler review, is the music at the very beginning. And then also, too, it does feel like a masquerade, even though it's not a masquerade ball, it's a masquerade app. But there's this tango in the kitchen between the two of y'all, between Mm -hmm. Olivia and also the character of Clint. And there's this tango in this dance of, I'm not going to breathe any BS that this guy is even selling me (laughs) at all. Oh, you were in prison? Mm. Yeah, I was in prison, but you don't know what it was like for me. Well, boo effing who. I don't care. <laughs> <that> right. <laughs> I'm, so
3: happy, I'm so happy you caught on to that. Yeah. You know, that everything was in, all of that was intentional. Um, we, we, wanted, we wanted the beginning there to, to feel like uh, a dance,
2: mm-hmm.
3: kind of a back and forth thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, each of them feeling each other out and and they both have a secret and they're both trying to just hey. work each other over. <laughs> you know? And uh, D- Dustin Yoder, he, he did the score. Um, he's amazing. He's the one that came up with the, uh, with the masquerade dance. I kind of uh, gave him an idea of kind of how I wanted the audience to feel throughout uh, the, the, the movie in each scene. And um, as soon as I heard it, I was like, that's, that's perfect. So.
1: I agree. The music um, in this was fantastic. And also too, as mm-hmm. she's, going in through the, in the kitchen area and she's, and you see people being murdered, but you don't know if it's her or not, mm-hmm. but she's making her, she's eating. Yeah. tacos, Right. Just making tacos. And,
2: yeah, right, just that's making tacos ta-
1: right. That's what I was about to say. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> you you just got done killing somebody. It's like, you know, what? maybe I'm feeling hungry. Yeah, you well, maybe, you you maybe <laughs> I'm just going to men and black, everything and say, I didn't say that, but anyways, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but you know, I love the music in it Jason. The music is fantastic and also too it has this Dexter <clears throat> kind of vibe of his morning ritual mm-hmm. and everything yeah. and this is like Olivia's morning ritual of making tacos. That, that opening everything. scene I like
3: that. that opening scene was heavily inspired by two two different things. One the first one was Dexter doing doing these everyday things in a very like uh aggressive Weird way, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, so I'm glad you picked up on that. The other one was the opening to uh, Blair Witch Two: Book of Shadows, where you just have these 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 shots that are just intercut really quickly in a couple seconds by like a brutal murder. Um, like in at the beginning of Blair Witch Two, it's it's uh, drone shots over the, the the forest and and the rivers, and just like during the credits, these these just really harsh. One to two second shots of these people just being brutally murdered, and you don't see anything—just really close up. So, yeah, I kind of, I kind of took Dexter and Blair Witch and kind of mixed them together there.
1: It works well, to yeah. be honest with you.
3: It does. So,
1: but uh, I'm gonna shoot it, shoot it back over to Crichton and everything too. On, uh, if there's any questions that you wanted to ask them as well.
2: Well, all right. So, did either one of y'all have? any roadblocks while filming this that it was just like whether it would be this one particular scene or if it was just like gosh this one thing is so but once it's done and then now you see it on film it's like oh we did it you feel like clapping you know type thing Mm -hmm. did y'all have any of those little because every filmmaker does but Mm -hmm. i just want to hear you alls yeah
3: you know (laughs) um so there's a couple things. Uh, the, the first one was um, I wasn't you. I wasn't a hundred percent sure that we accomplished what we wanted to accomplish with the opening scene. That's what uh, I was
0: gonna say. One yeah, of yeah, the first yeah.
3: like the first. Uh, so the goal the goal was is to set up this strangers like situation and and get the audience to kind of worry about Olivia's character about Sylvia this this beautiful supermodel alone in this house. These people are coming in. What's, what's going to happen? You know, I, I'm, I'm afraid for her. Um, and then the dinner scene happens. And, and one of the things I was worried about is we kind of showed our hand a little too much in the dinner scene. Like she was a little bit too aggressive. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, but just hearing, hearing from you guys and from other um, um, uh, reviews of it uh, I feel like we pulled it off.
0: Yeah. yeah. It was uh, short yeah. enough to a not A lot of be you guys
3: like, are like yeah. really surprised when, when she yeah. hit with the, with the heel.
1: Yeah, uh, I didn't see you, that coming. So,
3: so coming. Yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm so thankful that that, that worked out uh, a lot better than I felt like we captured. So, yeah,
0: yeah, I just speaking on that one. um Yeah, I felt the same. I, I felt like you know we talked a little bit about just jumping into Sylvia. So by the time it was ready to be for you know us to shoot, it it is hard because although. I know that she can't come off as aggressive. I think that that she is she she's thinking about how she's going to kill him so that will um translate in in the way that she says things or the way that she's toying with him and i think that she got a little bored with him though honestly i think that his responses weren't like entertaining enough and i think that shows with a couple of the characters i think it happened with um with lizzie too and you'll just notice my my demeanor changes a little bit and i think it's like when she gets annoyed like it, 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 it's like all bets are off like i'm done like mm-hmm. parading around now like now my mask is off because i'm i'm ready to kill you
1: well that's so, a perfect example of masquerade yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: exactly, right, exactly. Yeah. she was just tired of, of pretending because this is her one night mm-hmm. that she's set aside to not pretend um and i Also one thing that I was dealing with personally is it was actually at a really busy time. Um, I was graduating nursing school. I was in my senior year. Uh, so the last semester, I was also filming two lifetime movies all during this. So it was, it wasn't that I was on set, but like, I just wrapped that. And it was, I don't, it was, it was a lot. It was, it was a lot. Um, that I was very proud of, but all of it was very much um, demanding on me. So I, I was scared that I wasn't able to uh, give my best in it, but then watching some of the footage or the dailies or, or whatever, I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm here. So I'm looking forward to an opportunity where like I can revisit her and, and I don't have nursing school <laughs> going in on fact, at the same time.
3: Yeah. In fact, there were several times where after we were shooting, she would call me or text me and be like, I don't think we got what we needed. Yeah. And, uh, and
0: I was so serious. And I think every artist it, like says that mm-hmm. and they but like I didn't feel I didn't feel her the way that I wanted to on some days and, and I know I know why. I know I just had so much going on, but uh but I knew her well enough, I
1: guess.
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes thing, we can
1: self doubt ourselves too. Another, yeah. another yeah.
3: Uh, challenge we had was uh one one weekend our director of photography, Charlie, got really sick. Mm -hmm. um and he was able to be there uh but i I had another cinematographer friend come in to kind of run the camera for him um philip philip yeah philip pearson came in and and thankful so much that he was able to come in and help us Mm -hmm. and and um so that was a challenge to get through (gasps) the sound
0: go over the sound
3: oh yeah 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 so while we were shooting the the scene outside at the end um with the with the with the cops, uh, there was this neighbor um, who was basically in like a Hatfield McCoy type situation with the with the owners of the house that we were shooting at. And they they don't like each other and they would do anything that they uh, specifically the neighbor would do anything that he could to uh, just ruin the days of <laughs> of the owners. Of the uh. house. So they they this dude he set these big huge speakers out on his front porch we were shooting a movie could see us these huge speakers out on his front porch and cranked his like music as loud as it can go Get in his, gets in his truck and leaves and just leaves it playing and, and so didn't we,
0: we call the cops
3: Yeah yeah yeah. They're like, they're yeah not not no, he's, yeah. He's on his property nothing we can do Yeah so yeah we had to deal with that. And then so ah. then we did
0: ADR, but we yeah. lost so much of the day. So we actually had more shots planned, but ended up having to do those cut scenes at the end mm-hmm. to just kind of like put something in there to like make up for for some of the, the things that were supposed to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like a last minute situation. Which ended
3: up working out. It
0: ended up being amazing <laughs> because, and yeah. so much you better. You guys
3: know the the scene, uh, the, the mid credit scene where she's in Paris and she yeah. kind of goes over the night that wasn't scripted originally. Mm-mm. That was what we came up okay. with to kind of fill the gap of what we were originally going to put in there.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and
3: because of the sound situation and losing half the day, mm-hmm. um, we, we weren't able to get what we originally had scripted. And so Olivia and I came back months later and, and shot that scene. And um, I'm so hap- thankful that that yeah. happened the way it did because yeah. I think right. that's one of the best scenes in the movie.
1: I think it worked out really well for you guys. I feel mm-hmm. like it actually benefits y'all, to be honest with yeah. you, to actually mm-hmm. leave it open for another one. If you wanted yeah. to do another one versus just wrapping it up in one single movie and everything, too. I think that's actually perfect. I also, Masquerade like the, the feature. Yes. I like that. <laughs> Maybe. But you know what else, though? I like the fact that you know, you guys actually know what you guys were looking for and know the tone that you guys were going for. Also like the callbacks to other horror films as well. I thought that was good. Um, but before anything, Northern entertainment group actually has a question. He says, if you can sum up your experience doing this movie in one phrase, what would be that phrase be?
3: Mm. Uh, for me, it would be fulfilling.
0: Uh <laughs> man, hold on. This is hard. <laughs> There's <laughs> I would say enlightening. Mm. And that's one wow. word, not not really, yeah, not really a phrase. Uh so if I need to delve into more, just like let me know. But I definitely feel I'm more enlightened after after experiencing mm. Sylvia.
1: Must
3: have for me, me masquerade yeah. is like uh it, I got a little bit of it with alone, but it's really, uh, I, 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 we all we all deal with uh, the imposter syndrome thing, right? Mm-hmm. And um, for me, Masquerade is a huge step for me to kind of get over that. Um, and and alone helped a lot with that as well. It's like, dang, you know, we really put out this a pretty a pretty good movie,
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, but Masquerade to be able to follow it up follow alone up with another another thing Mm -hmm. that's probably even a little bit better um just really helps helps me with with the doubts you know in the Mm -hmm. back of my mind so Mm
1: -hmm. yeah well my other thing is though that i was wondering about is the locations and stuff like that. How did you guys manage to get the locations that you needed, with the location scouts and stuff, because I know that's also another thing too, is just finding the perfect location, trying to find out where to shoot at, because I know that certain look. Uh, this probably was during filming during the pandemic. So I'm sure that the, that it was actually limited to where you can shoot at.
3: Um, so, yeah, the, Masquerade was was one location. Not the entire thing was was filmed at one house, except for the uh, mid credit scene. Um, but I I pretty much just like asked people that I knew and uh, uh, a friend of ours, uh, a- a- Amy Lynn Woodall, had another friend uh, who had this great house like out in the middle of nowhere. And I went and I scouted it with her and talked to the owners. And they are like, man, we would love for you to shoot here. They
0: were so awesome. They,
3: they were so Ooh. amazing. Um, yeah. And, and you know, very hospitable. And it was, yeah. So that's how that happened. Oh, wow. I got mas- the location Finding the location for Masquerade was very easy. Alone mm-hmm. was a little different. And I think Lonely Echoes is going to be tough.
2: Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, because usually with me, it's a lot of, please, oh
3: God, just <laughs> let me shoot here, I'll do whatever, i don't care, please,
2: you know, mm-hmm. so that's awesome, yeah. you
1: know. Yeah. What were some of the other challenges that you guys had to face on the set as well? I know that you had to deal with the sound, with the blaring music, but what other challenges would you say that you had, had to face on this film? Hmm.
0: I would say one of my challenges is actually presenting itself now Um, as we are doing touring our screenings and um, offering out the, you know, the link to be bought virtually. I'm noticing that it's just not getting like shared as much or liked as much. So, Uh, I've never really felt like I wasn't supported because I definitely feel like so many people just genuinely are there and and, and supportive of the career decisions that I've I've been making. Um, But I'm just noticing it's not like at a time where filmmakers and indie filmmakers, we all experience it one, but this is like one of the prime times to really show your support and to show that like you're you're believing in our our project and you're wanting to watch our work that we're doing. And and that's, that's even friends and family. Like I... I mean, our, honestly, like, our budget for Lonely Echo should already be fulfilled if all of our family supported us 1,000% and bought a link, a file link, or, or you know, viewed it at, at a screening. So, I think it's just recognizing that you just have to push so hard here at, you know, at this point. And I definitely feel like this is a transition period for myself in my career. Like, I'm ready for you know, really a lot bigger things as well. So I'm just noticing like what I really have to do in order to reach those steps because it's not something that's coming natural just in our Facebook groups on Arkansas. So um, I think it's just pushing and and networking and and getting out of your comfort zones because relying on like just those people that support you isn't the only thing that you have to do. You have to do so much more.
2: Right, I started thinking about that
1: too. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, and you know, like... Uh, you know, just what you said, Olivia, one thing that was taught to me when I was learning about film, mm-hmm. you know, and I, you know, I'm old, I did it old school way, but this, the guy who's teaching me, he always told me, he said, you know, more than likely it's that one stranger mm-hmm. versus all of your family and yes. friends that's yes. going to support your art.
0: Faithfully. When I tell you I have like I I really, I would say like uh, hundreds of people that are consistently liking and reposting that I've it's really just been like an acquaintance type of thing, or like, they just have seen a work of mine that come to my page, check in on what I'm doing, share it on their own page. Like it, Mm -hmm. one guy is like in Paris or something. And I think that's so crazy that it's literally a stranger (laughs) where they're like reposting all of your work. And then like, I'm like, Hey, um family could you could you watch this maybe i don't know uh, give me some (laughs) views like it's fine (laughs) it's
3: pretty wild isn't it like I don't. yeah i know
0: i mean but i feel like i do that as well like if i find if i recognize talent or beauty in someone whether i know them or not i i do try to faithfully um um repost and share and support them and and it and it slips off with people that i guess you take for granted so we're all we're all like the same we do it all but i think it's just like making it known like and reaching out like hey this is this is when I need your support. So, what's up?
2: Yeah.
3: Right. So, yeah, for Lonely Echoes, we are about to launch a massive, um, aggressive fundraising campaign. Um, I'm going to try to launch it February 1st and keep it going for like two to three months. So, yeah. Cool. Well,
1: you have my full support. And Perfect. if you guys need oh. anything, let me know. No, never mind. And, never mind. No, no, Go on no. going. ahead. No, never mind. I, want-
0: I just like, I was just thinking of like, oh, no, never mind. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, we were, t-
1: <laughs>
2: See,
0: we were talking about challenges on the set. I just want y'all to know. I literally was, <laughs> I was like, I was, um, a part of another production that ended up not, um, you know, getting filmed or whatever. I forgot to mention, like, I was also being threatened to be dropped from a production for being a part of Jason's production as well. So that's something that we all had to go through, just like work through and like support each other in like so much craziness was happening in Masquerade. And it's so fun to get to like enlighten everyone else about it because because look at how the movie turned out. And you're like, Mm -hmm. I mean, that was easy peasy for them, obviously, like nothing had to have came up. But oh, no, we were like. Like, she was just like, I'll never work with you again if you yeah. do this. <laughs> I was
3: I was getting threatening emails of being sued, threatening mm-hmm. to be sued. Yeah. So I was working. My God.
0: It's, it was crazy. Man. but I, I, I don't, do, don't uh, want to get into that's gonna this, happen. Well, yeah. Yeah. Right.
3: it. That's It was something no. we had to deal with.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's just going to happen. Like, uh, people are going to support you or they're going to do the exact opposite. And we're noticing yeah. that as we climb up in our success. And it's kind of fun. <laughs>
1: right you know what you guys should actually do masquerade the movies that made us that would actually be a fun episode
2: yeah (laughs) like a documentary Um, type thing you know exactly
1: but northern entertainment group they have a question how did you come up with the main character's outfit what was the process because it kicks ass (laughs) go
0: ahead
3: jason yeah i wish our um, costumer
0: and makeup artists were on here because they were phenomenal
3: yeah um so uh uh sarah out of little rock uh she 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 did like kind of the costuming for alone and and masquerade uh she kind of just kind of talked i told her kind of what i was wanting for each character and and then she got with each individual actor and and basically kind of just went through their wardrobe and said okay this works this doesn't this works um, for uh, sylvia um i believe that we bought shoes or I, I uh, bought we bought
0: shoes. two pairs of the pairs same of shoe yeah. because one had to go in an eye.
3: Right. right. And um so one, one pair went to the special effects people and they rigged it to to be able to go into the eye and then the other pair um she got to wear and I believe she got to keep.
0: Yeah. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I did.
3: I don't remember <laughs> if you if you got the dress. Or I, got the, I got, dress. Yeah, you got the
0: dress.
3: <laughs> I, got you. I feel like that's like a
0: perk of, of lead like <laughs> Take some wardrobe and some pieces. But uh, I, I definitely feel like it was so symbolic of her character, though. Just the white representing the purity that we we mm-hmm. are, like, pushing on you. Mm, cool. um, and then just, like, it was very modern, like, with a cut and off the shoulder. So it was just, like, she's got money. She's a supermodel. Uh, so something, like, that odes to, like, who she is and then who she wants to be portrayed as. Was And then the red high heels, like – she's dangerous so uh, there was just so much into it that i just love so much yeah. and like right. with with um makeup i don't i think you might have mentioned it last week but the makeup artist was so very mm-hmm. delicate and in, in what mm-hmm. he wanted me to portray like it was a full glam which you normally never see on films like that's right. not that's not something that you do but for her character it was appropriate but mm-hmm. then as i got crazier the makeup got a little crazier and that's a very mm-hmm. tiny detail mm-hmm. that added so much to it
2: i noticed that Definitely. Definitely. Yeah,
3: it was yeah it was uh, uh, I mean, it was planned perfectly. The way yeah. it, it came out exactly how we planned. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. throughout the whole film, she slowly gets like the makeup gets runnier and, mm-hmm. and more crazy. Mm-hmm. And so just like day
0: one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, uh, so the start of the day for the torture scene, we have to end it where, like, she, she's already made two kills. She's killed Clint and then um, Hollywood. Who was his – I killed him so fast I didn't get his name.
3: Um, um but uh, Darren? His name was Jared. Yes,
0: yes. So by that time, he had to start with, like, doing a full glam and then messing it up. And he was like, this feels so weird. Like, I don't feel like I should be doing it because I already had to be a little crazy, so the makeup had to be a little messed up. So uh, sitting in the chair for this one and was And even, even
3: once – once he got on set after he did it, I think I think I even did it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. And then for continuity, he had to keep checking because there were times, yeah. like I said, like we I kind of just like went in and started like free ball, and so there were times that you know Charlie had to move around the camera and like you know follow me around. So if we had to start back over, then that makeup had to go back the way it was. So it was fun. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's great. And I just want to say hats is off to the uh, special effects department and everything mm-hmm. for this film. Also, too, and Crichton was telling me this on the review that he believed that it was actually the um, that Clint is actually dead or the character is actually dead. <laughs> now yes. I know that there's a ghost that follows her because of what we see at the very end. So, the kill that she makes is that every ghost that she comes into her self consciousness so, or
3: um, she actually has a line. Um, it's it's during the torture scene. She she interacts with with the vision of Clint and she actually says his name. And then Lizzie says uh, like, she's like, Clint, you, you see my Clint. Like, like, who are you talking to? You said, Clint, are are you talking about my Clint? And then uh, Sylvia says, he's, he's my Clint now. And then, and then she goes on to say, you see, after I take somebody, they stay with me in here. And she points to her head with the knife. And so the ghosts you see, are are not really ghosts and they're not actually there. They are like her mm. her best friend versions of, of these people that she takes that she kills. That's mm-hmm. okay. Her. Yeah. That yeah, because okay.
0: why yeah, so that's I mean kind of explains Lizzie like her cussing at the end is yeah. because that's my version of her. Right. Like she finally mm-hmm. said a cuss word. Um as she refused to throughout the entire right. movie.
1: <laughs> right. And that's about putting mask on that people you know mm-hmm. like dexter and yeah. everything he puts a mask on that nobody else can see or anything like that so yeah i can definitely see that yeah. you know but yeah going ahead right
2: well and you know like when i was watching this movie it reminded me of like actual uh, like real serial killers like mm-hmm. i was comparing the character i was like god, this is kind of like a Ted Bundy but John <laughs> Gacy kind of yeah. thing, you know, I mean but She even mentions
3: those names
2: uh, yeah. Right, yeah, and I was going to say, it's like, I thought I heard that character say those names, you know, yeah. but like She's it, excited to, about,
3: about when it's all said and done and her career is over that her name that, is at the top of the list At
2: the top of the list, yeah. and like, to me, though, the way it was not only acted, but filmed, it's almost um, what I like to call the Alfred Hitchcock open to interpretation as the mm-hmm. viewer. You can say, Oh my gosh, she reminds me of Ted Bundy, or she reminds me of this person, you know, like a. Yeah. And yeah. so you could be watching it with, you know, your best friend in the whole wide world, and y'all could come up with yeah. two different things. And to me, that is pure art art and finest acting, directing, cast and crew. Oh my God, I can't praise it enough. That is awesome.
0: Thank you. I think that's the point though too, because whenever you're you're seeing her, she normally is wearing a mask. So sometimes her masks get a little confusing. So she might be impersonating other people or she might have... Like she has, it's more so objectives as opposed to, you know, going off her feelings. It's just like, okay, I want them to feel like I'm charming. So that's what they're going to feel. And I'll do what I need to do. Or I want them to be scared. So I'm going to make them scared. So it's more so like, what do I want from them and how do I achieve it? And then it ends up coming off and, and, and many different ways, which is so fun to hear about because that's how I felt when portraying her. And then you feeling that way. <laughs> yay.
1: Right. <laughs> Well, but yeah. Go on ahead, Crane. I know that you have no, to say, I mean,
2: and I like, um, and also, I just, a uh, real quick thing, and then I'll let John take it, but uh, so, and th- I guess this is more towards Jason, but, you know, sometimes the lead gets more publicity, and sometimes the director gets more publicity, but, you know, there's a saying It takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to make a movie. (laughs) And with the Arkansas village that made this movie, (laughs) what would you say to other people that are out there that has their own little crew together and they're just trying to figure it all out? What advice would you give to them and their village to say, you know what, keep doing your thing?
3: yeah it's it's uh it, it's kind of hard um the first thing i'd say is don't quit um i think oh i think perseverance is in in most cases is uh uh a, a better trait to have than than talent uh, um talent's great uh, but if you mm-hmm. are not uh dedicated and 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 you persevere through the nose and the the obstacles then the talent isn't going to do you any good um, so that's, that's the first thing I'd say is, is don't, don't be discouraged. Don't quit. Um, the second thing I, I would say is you're, you're I absolutely right. It's important to have a team and a village and to build that. Um, but when you're starting, you're going to look to your friends first, right? It's like right. people, you know, who have similar um, interests and stuff like that. But as, as you, you move you know, and and it, you have to balance the friendship with the talent, the people around you, and um, it's so it's 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 a hard thing to do. And and through this this process, there have been people um, who have who were kind of friends, you know, mm-hmm. and and um, and they. Uh, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but um,
0: it's, it's very, I make films.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's a hard line. It's just yeah. be, be careful. At, um,
2: never give up, and always be careful, and always and surround yourself
3: with good people. Is exactly. what I'm picking up. And setting exactly. boundaries. That, yes, that is it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People who are passionate, who share your passion, who are who are also talented. And, and, and who supports you. The, I mean, those three things are, are the biggest things, uh, to look for when you build, when you build your, your village or your family. Right. So, and I think, I think we've, what we've built here, um, has been, it, it's been amazing because there's so, there has, this journey in this last three years has been awesome because we, mm-hmm. I, we yes. just keep meeting people in different <laughs> areas. Like, like, uh, 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 special effects people, sound people, you know, and it just keeps growing and getting bigger and bigger. And I'm so thankful.
2: And guys who play speakers right on their
1: front porch.
2: <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, hey. <laughs>
1: Can't ask for that.
2: <laughs> right. And Olivia, what about you? What advice would you give?
0: Um, I, I definitely agree with don't give up, obviously. But from an actor standpoint, um, that's so essential for us because it's so easy to get discouraging, even like right now you know, it's, it's a slow time. Honestly, pilot season is kind of here kind of about to get heavier. Um, so there aren't as many projects, um, uh, as far as like projects being in the state, um, we haven't seen much so far. Uh, so I think that it's just important to, to keep training, um, so that I was reading that, the the difference between like people who make it and and people who don't are is is really luck but luck is when opportunity meets you and you're just ready so yeah. it's just like mm-hmm. oh this is falling in my lap and lucky for me I've been training daily so it's not even like this fell in my lap, but I wasn't able to catch it. Uh, so I think that I've just made sure that I, I continue to train and, um, and, and grow as an actress so that my intentions are set and, you know, things start aligning as they should. So I think every actor should do the same. I think that we should just make sure that we're in it for the right reasons also, because intentions like they, they definitely shine through and, in your projects also. So, if you're just you know making a project to get recognition it, it might not be as good but if you're making a project cuz you're passionate about film and you want to yeah. to showcase the talent surrounding you then then that really shines through also so having good intentions and and staying up on your game and not quitting
3: mm-hmm. that's sure. great yeah. yeah there's no such thing as an overnight success no. Like, no like when it when when something like that looks like it happens we never see the amount of preparation that person had when mm-hmm. that opportunity came along. Yeah. So, like, yeah. They that,
2: weren't around during pre-production. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, I do have one more question and it's from North, Northern Entertainment Group. After that, we'll close out and let everybody follow you on all your social medias and stuff like that in a few minutes. But uh, Northern Entertainment Group's asked, sorry for asking so many questions, but the trailer process, how did you choose what to put in the trailer and find the tone to convey to the viewers.
3: Um for the trailer uh, I worked with uh, I worked on the trailer with Alex our, our editor and the number one thing was to protect the twist, protect Olivia's character. Uh we cut it in a way to where you see her um at the beginning, you see the uh, the clown mask behind her. Um uh, we we see a little bit of Clint um, and then you introduce some of the char- some of the other characters in, in in his in his gang, talking about like robbing the place. Um, so we 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 cut it to where we don't show a whole lot of the end. Um, we highlighted the masks because the masks looked fantastic. Um, so th- those were the, the the key things about the trailer was protecting the twist and and highlighting the masks. <clears throat>
2: Such a team. Oh, such a (laughs) team. to be honest with you,
1: (laughs) to be honest with you, Jason, even when I'm trying to do a non-spoiler review, I don't know if you it was hard not to spoil stuff because I that was like fastest review that I've done. It was like I do a podcast. I don't do YouTube videos anymore where they're short unless it's like an actual trailer reaction. Mm -hmm. But I was like, okay, I got to make this short. I got to make this sweet without having to spoil anything. Once I'm able to spoil it, that's whenever I'm going to let it all out. And I'm glad that I did mm-hmm. it with Crichton. But I just want to say <laughs> thank you so much for the, to the both of y'all to let us have the privilege yeah. to interview you and everything. Yeah. And I hope to see you again, Olivia, on more of my shows and stuff. Thank like that. You. Even if it's not interviewing, I'm hoping yeah. that we can collaborate some other time yeah, as well.
0: absolutely. This was really fun. Forth. Yeah, it was. it's fun having these conversations and um, getting to collaborate with people who are interested and like-minded. So, so let's yeah. keep having them.
1: Yes,
2: yeah. for sure. And John, so, I kept it PG. Yeah, you do. You. Yeah. you
1: made it for a whole entire hour, Crichton. You're, I'm so Adam, proud of you. I know, right? That means I don't have to go to confession.
2: You yeah. <laughs>
3: know,
1: but there's always tomorrow.
3: But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's
0: a new.
2: So day. there's though. still there's right. still
3: one. There's still one homage to a classic horror film uh, in Masquerade that nobody has. I think I told you what it was, John, didn't I? Oh,
1: um, You actually did, You it. actually kept this quiet even from me. Okay. So There's still one, one
3: in there that nobody's gotten yet. And for anybody, the, the first person who tells me what it is um, will either get a free DVD of Masquerade. Or if you already have a DVD of Masquerade, then you will be invited to the set of Lonely Echoes.
0: So, that's going to be fun. Y'all yeah, I don't want to. That's a
3: good, oh, that's yeah. a good one. We didn't even mention this, but Masquerade is the second film in a planned uh, four film series called The Alone Saga. Alone was first, yeah. then Masquerade. The next one is Lonely Echoes. And then the last one will be called Unmasked. And um, spoiler Sylvia comes back.
1: <laughs> right. Yay! Yay. That's awesome. Okay, so with that being said, guys um, I'm going to go on ahead, ladies first Olivia, where can everybody... Uh, follow you at on your social medias And all that yeah. other
0: stuff Yeah okay so follow me on Instagram At Olivia Disney Actress And the same for Facebook Olivia Disney Actress um, I'm posting a lot I'm trying to get a little bit better And more consistent But start following me now Because I definitely feel like With consistency Growth is going to happen And I'll try to interact with everyone um, And then also I just want to say Like we have a screening this Sunday At mm. 4 in Circe. So if this is within driving distance For anyone watching Or that's going to be listening later Um uh, this Sunday, we'll have an opportunity for you to come and watch it in person, and then we'll all be there and open for Q and A, and pictures, and and signings, and DVD selling. So, and then Jason, don't forget to mention um, our film festival news, also.
3: Yes. Yeah. Okay. We go were, ahead. Uh, so, uh, we've been accepted to twelve film festivals so far. The, the movie has only been in film festivals for three weeks now, and we've been we've been accepted to twelve. We've won five awards so far three for best horror short, one for best acting, and one for best uh, screenplay. Um, very exciting. I'm Damn. super excited. Uh, one of the, one of the uh, festivals that we were accepted to is Days of the Dead Horror Film Festival in Atlanta. Um, and it's going to take place during their horror convention. Um, and we were invited to be guests there. Um, and have a table where we can interact with the fans, sell, sell our movies and and whatever else we might have.
0: That's so just crazy I'm, and so yeah, amazing. very
3: I'm very excited about it. I've, it's my first time being invited as a guest to a horror film festival or a horror convention. Um, so it's a dream come true for me so and Olivia, we're very, very excited about being able to go.
1: Congratulations to the board wow. Thank you, Thank you so much You're very Thank you. Yeah. And, and Crichton, where can everybody follow you at on your social medias and everything else?
2: Yeah, just type in Google Creighton Films. You'll find me. Okay. That, that's simple. You got <laughs> a really long thing, John. John, you've get, you sit here for about five minutes, and I'm like, I can't live up to this expectation. Don't John's go back. Man, even Charlie can know.
1: even uh, do it i'll end up typing him everything to say and he can't even and it's hard for him to keep up with it mm-hmm. but anyways for everybody that wants to follow me just go ahead and follow me on all social medias at movie lovers tv loves tonight on facebook and on instagram underneath the same brand name of course on pinterest as well if you want to go ahead and get yourself an audio only podcast over episodes you can get that where you guys get your major podcast from and also too i also am doing a charity event with two blur girls podcast the link is in the link below. But what we're doing is we're doing censies. So get a, you get a cincy five to ten dollars. Five to 10 dollars goes to the Children of Saint Jude's Hospital. All proceeds go to the Children of Saint Jude's Hospital. Then, of course, if you want to, go on ahead and follow me on Good Pods. Good Pods is a great place where you can actually interact with me. You can reply. We can reply back and forth and stuff like that. Rate individual episodes. Tell us what you think about them. And also, too, you guys can go on ahead, even if you don't are not a podcaster or a content creator, you can listen to your podcast on Good Pods as well. Then, of course, if you want to rate us or anything like that, just go to Apple Podcasts and, of course, on Spotify then if you want to follow me on twitter just go underneath movie lovers unit and then of course on tiktok at movie lovers unit zero if you want to donate to us all you have to do is go ahead go to gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers podcast and that's how you can donate five to ten dollars to me but simply clicking that like button clicking that share button and also to subscribing below also helps us out too and smashing that little bell in the bottom right hand corner to allow you guys to know when we have something new here and of course if you're a sponsor and would like to be on on the show just reach out to me at movie at gmail.com and that's everywhere you can reach me at tomorrow night eight o'clock central time nine o'clock eastern time i will have a show but it's into dba right now but i promise you that i will have something going on and i'll actually put that in our community section of our youtube channel for you guys to know what we have going on so and then the J man's movie cave he says hey, hey jason yeah i like jason. but <laughs> he's <a good> guy. <laughs> but anyways guys Congratulations on your success, and I hey, Can I do my social happy. media stuff. Yeah, go on it. <laughs> 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 yeah,
3: uh, so I, I'm, I'm trying to make an effort to do better. Um, I've traditionally been a Facebook guy and just a Facebook guy, but uh, okay. I am on Instagram. Uh, it's jason. spelled S T E P H E N dot pits. Um, and then I'm also on Twitter at Jason at Jason Pitts on Twitter. And then you can just search me up for Facebook. I'm not sure what the handle is on Facebook. Okay, but uh, cool. Yeah.
1: Well, congratulations once again to the both of y'all. And thank you, Crichton, for joining me for this interview as well, for conducting the interview with me. I do appreciate it. Uh, and everyone, just fine. enjoy the rest of your night and everything. I hope everyone had a great time. And always, until next time, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. Can't wait to do this Thank again. you.
3: Yeah, thank you for having bye us. Bye-bye. Y'all are very welcome.
1: High five,